Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> I love what it. up, ladies and gents? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, Hernancy is here, host of the Business Bros podcast, along with my co-host, the Insurance Bro with the Insurance Bro, James C.S. with Pipeline Insurance. It must be Friday. Must be Friday. It must be Friday, which means that we have an awesome show planned for y'all today. Uh, really excited about this one. We got a chance to meet this gentleman at our beach cleanup day that we partnered up with um, Clint. Clint and, uh, and Andre. Eric. Andre. Andre. Eric and, was there, too. Eric was there, too. And what was a uh, Home Point? Uh, home Inspection Company? Home Inspection Company. There you go. Anyways, um, had a chance to meet up with those with with those guys over there and uh, meet today's guest. So, uh, really cool conversation we had. This gentleman is approaching pest control from an educational and green perspective. So, we're out here trying to save the environment mm-hmm. as well. So, with Cal Coast Pest Management, please welcome Michael Keith. Hey, everybody. How you thanks guys doing? Thanks so much for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This is a, a really good experience, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's gonna, definitely going to be a lot of fun, because we get to do a little bit of a different show than we're normally used to. So stay tuned for that, ladies and gents. Before we get started, Woo! real quick reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year is what we're shooting for. We're at 210 pairs. So if you have new shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate cash to help us get to that 365 goal, hit James up, 619-884-0045, or James at csfirst.com, and and he'll hop on his Harley right over there and pick him up. 36 pairs of shoes is the most that he's gotten in one load on that bike. So let's see if you can top him off there. Low ad. Low ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Here we go. You ready? Let's do this. Rats, Here I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rats? That was, that was a pun. See that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The dad jokes never stop. They never end. The dad oh. jokes never end. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Um, we got to meet a little bit at the beach. Tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. What was it? What were you doing prior to the pest control company? Well, um, well I did a bunch of different types of jobs. Um, I did, you know, a lot of landscaping. I did uh, recycling. Um, I did. I worked at a vibarium. Um, I went to school because uh, my dad was in the military, and we I was able to obtain. Uh, I think it was called Chapter Thirty Seven or Thirty Five. I was getting a salary every month and they were paying for my tuition. So I took advantage of that and I went to school and I was I didn't really know what I was trying to do. I was just doing a bunch of different different types of uh, electives um, uh, and I just didn't really know what to do. I was just kind of in limbo. That's kind of cool, though. The government's paying you to figure it out. Right. But I couldn't figure it out myself. So they were giving me the opportunity to figure it out, but I was still not able to figure it out i wasn't sure exactly what i was trying to do all my life i didn't really know what my calling was and so one day 
I was, I was a big, big fan of King of the Hill. Mm. And uh, my favorite character was Dale Gribble. That <laughs> 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 dude was hilarious. And uh, I used to binge watch it. And then I was taking a chemistry course. And I was uh, one of my majors was uh, landscaping technology. And I was taking a course that pertained uh, chemicals, um, products, whatever term you want to use. And so I was watching an episode where he was like, like repelling pigeons. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, and I saw pest control where I passed by. And I never really thought about doing pest control. Never came to my mind. And I was like, let me look to see how much they make. So I went online and they saw that they were making, you know, enough for me to persuade myself to want to. Check it out. And check it out, definitely. So I went to a couple of different companies. Come to find out a lot of these companies, uh, they were mostly about numbers mm -hmm. you know doing 21 stops a day um see how many you can do uh, customer service webbing like it was just very vague they wanted us to be in and out and i came i was finding out that i was this is something that i really liked i was very thorough with webbing thorough with treatments with labels i was doing a couple other things and so i didn't work out of these other companies and i landed with a bigger company it was a corporate company and it was just too much polit politics in there just too much there's too much things that I wasn't really accustomed to. I'm not accustomed to kind of like, hey, I'm your friend, but behind your back, I'm not your friend. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to succeed. So I didn't really make it there. So they got rid of me. Literally, I just started doing my own thing. I just went to the county. I started, got my fictitious name, got with my partner, Joey. And uh, four months later, we, we got all the paperwork, all the documentations needed. And we were able to start our own business. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's not something I would have normally gone into. I'm always, I would be worried about red tape, chemical use, all these different things. But it seems like you kind of got an idea of what you didn't want to do in those other companies and kind of got a clear understanding of what you did want to do when you started your own. Yeah. Um, like I said, sometimes when you feel something is right or you feel passionate about something and you, you just want to continue to pursue that specific thing that you're doing... I mean, to me, it's it's one of those things where there's no one to stop you anymore. I mean, there's there's no question, there's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts, there's no what it can happen. None of that goes into at least myself and and that specific um, transition. And so, to me, it was I never thought about a failure, never, not once. I thought success, independent, doing the right things, giving. And these are all natural things that I felt. I just never put it into mind until recently. Recently, I was able to find out who I really am, what I really want to do, who I want to make happy, who I, well, not really know who I don't want to make happy. I really want everyone to be happy. I want everybody to know that they have the capability to do anything that they want. But when you're passionate about something, when you feel it in your heart and other people feel that energy and other people feel that you are the guy, I mean, that says a lot of things. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, I think what you're talking about for us anyways was uh, vision. Well, speaking of vision, did we lose something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oop, yeah. There we go. And that. Thank so, you. So um, when when James and I were talking this week, actually, we were always talking about having that vision, knowing exactly where you wanted to go. And to me, it sounds like once you started your company, you're like, I know exactly where I'm going. Right. So that's not to say that you didn't have obstacles in your way or you didn't run into roadblocks, but you knew that those were temporary things. These are little, these are obstacles that you were going to overcome because, you know, one of the things I, I tell my students, for example, is you don't fail until you quit. Mm -hmm. Like if you quit, you failed 
Everything else, you can fall down, you can trip, you can get into, you know, run into a wall, but you can go over, you can go under, you can go around, you can figure out what's going to happen. And as long as you keep going towards the direction that you want to go and towards your vision, it's not it's not failure, it's learning. You're just learning one more step. You're learning one more thing. Every time you learn a new product, that product is a problem at the beginning, not because it doesn't work, but because you don't understand it. And once you understand it, now it's an asset, now it's a tool. Now it's something you use. Right. And, and so failure to me, um, it's a part of life, so I embrace failure when it's there. So for example, like if I'm going into doing something and there's a high po- possibility that failure is something that could potentially happen, I don't run away from it. You know, I've learned to to deal with it because dealing with something that you don't know, that's what creates something more different. That creates uh, vulnerability on your end. And so vulnerability on my end is something that I like to embrace. So if that is something that is going to potentially happen to me, um, that's not going to I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to continue to move forward. And then when it does happen to me, how do I come out of it? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Do you do you just just walk away from it or do you confront it how does that suit you how is that suiting your life that every single time you fail or you think about failing how has that suited you so i'm gonna ask you a double question so um once you started your business what are some of the one of some of the biggest obstacles you saw in trying to grow it and then were you always that way where you didn't fit where you were walking towards you know a problem or were you ever at a point in your life where you're like nah like i'm 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 good i'm not going that way so um kind of like i'm a i could be potential i could be a very stubborn person so meaning that if failure is something that's there I'm stubborn enough to just continue to do it anyways. I just never put two and two together. I never understood like the concept of a good thing, a concept of good failure being a good thing until recently. Before I was just like just stubborn, like ah, if I fail, whatever, yeah. I don't care. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out. And it was just a really different type of mentality. Um, so, but nonetheless, even before I, I didn't have a direction. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have a goal. I just specifically thought one certain aspect, and that aspect was just go, and I'm all alone. I don't care about asking for help. I don't care about wanting to connect, really connect with people. I'm just going to pursue what I'm doing because I want to. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a very selfish point of view. Yeah, the intention yeah. was very selfish. So what are a couple things that, that you struggled with in your business? Um, like when you're first getting started, I mean, nobody starts very, very few people start a business and then boom, they're successful right away. Right. Like, you know, everybody has to come across and figure out some things that, you know, I didn't know that this was going to be an issue. Like I didn't know hiring people was going to be this hard or or finding the right person or doing the invoicing or, or, you know, what is it about your business that you think was the hardest thing to get over? Ego. Ego. Ooh, that's a great answer. Tell me a little bit about that. Why? So I have a partner. His name is Joey Carroll. Um, so we both have the exact same amount of passion, except we're both chiefs. So Two alpha dogs? Yeah. And so we were clashing heads a whole lot. Like, this is the way I want to do it. This is the way he's doing it. My way is better, but not really verbally saying, but showing it on body language. Mm-hmm. And like the intention was ego. Like you can feel the intention without even saying it. Sometimes you can just feel a person uh, with their intention. Both their intentions were, this is the way I want to do it. How did you guys overcome that? 
So recently, like I was telling you guys a little earlier, I took a emotional intelligence course mm -hmm. with uh, the is named is called Choice Center. And so when I went there, I was I was pushed not pushed in. I was told by a really good friend of mine named Dominic Cruz. Um, he's a UFC bantamweight champ, ex UFC. Well, going to be the UFC bantamweight champ. Nice. <laughs> and so I good used luck. To, yeah, right. <laughs> hey Dom. Um, so I was doing pest control at his house, and he was asking me a bunch of questions. And I couldn't figure out an answer to those questions. And he was like, take this course, man. This course will really help out as far as getting the tools you need to make better decisions and, and control some of his emotions to a more positive aspect. And so I'm like, and, and the key word was that will help your business. So I'm like, well. Okay, <laughs> right. Sold. <laughs> sold. Exactly. I'm like, well, helping my business, perfect. I'm going to do it. And when I took the course, I, I've come to find out that there was a lot of things that I was holding back. There was a lot of walls that I put up. There was a lot of masks that I was, you know, bestowing to people. And so I had to get out of that comfort zone. And so I had to get out of that state of mind, even comfort zone. So th that uh, university really did help giving me the tools to make better decisions as far as like the intentions and and the way I perceive life and the way I perceive myself and the way I perceive my business because helping myself helps my business because my business is me, me, I'm my business. So mm -hmm. the way I carry myself, that's the way that people are going to perceive my business. And so I had to, f to find deep down inside of myself to find out exactly who I really am, how I really feel about people and what true love really is because true love is just a word that people just say. Mm -hmm. There's no intent behind it. You say, I love you, but where's that energy where's the intent you know sometimes it wasn't there so it was just words so now i'm able to articulate wor the word love with energy and compassion and that i'm compassionate with my customers i'm compassionate with people that are in need i'm compassionate with pretty much anybody that is required love or is and is the wanting that type of love or that type of compassion. How does that help with your with your partner? How does that how's that improved or, or? improved because I let ego go. So there was no egos, there was more intentions. So my intent my intentions and I declared to be a better partner. I declared to be a better person and I declared to to just unite with him. And so I in my opinion, because of that mindset that I had, it really did help come together because when fire with fire doesn't doesn't work right so if he's acting a certain way if he's very irate about something and i stay calm and collective then my energy that i give to him and that love that i give to him he's going to receive it and he's going to not only receive it um, but he's going to give it out as well and so intention mm -hmm. you know makes yeah it makes all the difference in the world yeah I, we we talk about it as a responsibility your ability to respond to a situation right so it, at any time a problem can happen and it, it may be your fault it may, may not be your fault it doesn't matter whose fault it is but how you respond to that situation will determine the outcome of where it's going to go right right and so if you responded if you didn't if you didn't go to this uh emotional eq um type university training it could have resulted in your business not succeeding not because you're not good at what you're doing right. just because you're not growing as an individual which means you're not growing with your partner which means your company's gonna stall exactly so that's 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 awesome well speaking of improving your company we sat down and talked uh quite a bit at the beach cleanup yeah so tell me a little bit about like what that experience was like and and what you got out of it 
Well, what I got out of it is connections and building relationships. So, for example, I never thought I would be doing a beach clean out, first of all. And I've never thought I would be doing that, but I got out of my comfort zone. I did. So that right there was rewarding in itself to help the community in that aspect because kids, families, you know, et cetera, people go out to the beach and they want to um, ex- feel comfortable at the beach. They want to experience something beautiful, natural sand, mm-hmm. water, et cetera, barbecue, whatever. Um, so to go out there and help the community clean up trash, just to show the intention of helping our mother earth and our community it was very rewarding in itself um not only that but just the connections that i that i got with you know with you guys and with clint and with eric and i think it was a classy movers or something like mm-hmm. that i can't remember the other people that were there but yeah there was a sorry guys company. sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just the connection that i got that i was able to um have with them was was very powerful because when it's all said and done having a business um building connections building relationships that's huge it's a big thing and and i'm learning that sometimes it's not about what they what you get out of them as far as clients but it's building connections and so what i got out of it is is the connections that i I built with everybody that was there including you guys what about this social media game i'm still kind of new with the social media um you gave me some really good insight on that a good a different perspective a different outlook in it that i'm definitely want to venture out um, so that's what I did get out of it um, as far as the social media. Do you remember what that info was? Um, it was the GoPro going inside uh, crawl spaces, going inside uh, attics to see if the just to give people an insight of what we do and what we see. And normally we see rats. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people, rats. Right. Well, yeah, and simply put, it was like, it would be awesome because you guys always get that question, right? Hey, Mm -hmm. what's the most disgusting thing or what's the craziest thing you've seen? Oh, yeah. Right? You get that question all the time. And so the advice I gave him was, well, why don't you show people that stuff? You know, when you open up a wall and it's full of roaches, like you see it, but if your GoPro sees it, then your audience sees it. You talk about, you know, what you're, what you see, you're talking about how you're fixing things. You're showing everybody what it is that you're already doing. And then they see it. First of all, they're going to click on it because they're like, oh, I want to see. But then they're also seeing that it's you providing the service. It's you showing them what's going on. It's you also showing them the solutions to what's going on and the reason why you use this product or the reason why you use this trap. And you become the expert in that field. Right. And then when it comes time to uh, they have an infestation or they have something they need to call, they're going to be like, oh, I know exactly who to call. They're just going to look on their Instagram and be like, boom, hit you up with DM and be like, help <laughs> <laughs> i get that all the time and can and, and i can just imagine with social media because nowadays the the day and age that we live at now social media is that's the thing that's that's communication that's when people just want to hang out they're like, let's hang out on social media let's mm-hmm. talk there's we're having a conversation on social media you would think like before like face to face but people really believe that when you're messaging someone on social media that is a full-on conversation with somebody it is well i do face-to-faces on on social media so one of the things i like to do um is when i get a friend request from somebody on facebook i accept it and i go in the messages and then there's a little camera button hit the camera button and i hold the video camera down and i literally i tell them hey thanks for the facebook friend request really appreciate it you know i tell them i call them by name i mention what day it is so that they know that it's me the person yeah it's not some like pre-recorded message that i'm just dropping in there it's me the person i'm telling you what day it is you know what day it is yeah you know i'm saying calling you by name it's me right oh that's all right i'll uh hey you can just <laughs> yeah, bloop yeah thank you there you go 
So, you know, they, they know they know exactly that's me, but it's now it's a communication. Now they see me, they hear me, they have that, that communication with me. And then a lot, oftentimes, they almost always respond back. Thank you, appreciate it. Or they'll even send me a video back. And now we're having a face-to-face conversation yeah. over social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just another opportunity for you to connect with people. And right. sometimes... Speaking of opportunities to connect with people... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Shall we uh, gratuitously... Oh, yes. I almost forgot. All right, ladies and gents. Yeah, that's why the producer's here. We're going to take a little time out for a commercial break. What? So, ladies and gents, real quick. um, Any of you guys ever want to get solar? If you wanted to get solar, of course, you want to sit down through three or four different presentations from people coming and selling you, right? Of course you don't. You want people climbing on your roof, right? Of course you don't. So what you want to do is contact dronequotes.net backslash B-I-Z-B-R-O-S. So dronequotes.net slash bizbros. And what we're going to do is we're going to have them come over. They're going to take a drone shot of your roof. Nobody's going to climb on your roof. They're going to take visuals, measure that stuff out, and then they're going to send it out to different solar companies, different roofing companies. And if you're interested in getting solar, you're going to get multiple quotes come your way. It makes it easy for you to pick uh, from one solar company to another. Quick, easy. Don't worry about being sold just let dronequotes.net help you buy and did you say that was a backslash backslash b-i-z-b-r-o-s all right cool and we're back hi for some reason i want solar now right that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think that was the first promo shot right that was great that was good huh yeah i'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sold sold see people solar see, well here's what i tell people all the time and you're in the same type of business you're in sales business mm. people want to buy they just don't want to be sold, right? Right. I heard somebody somebody on the show. I think it was Jeff Fisher told us that, um, and and it just made so much sense. So I, I'm still in. If it wasn't Jeff, I'm sorry, whoever said it. But <laughs> I, I say I I continuously just keep stuff in my head all the time. But that's what it is. When you sit down with a client, you're li- you're genuinely listening to their problem, yep. and you're providing them value and solutions through your services, and so they end up buying. People want to buy. They just don't want to be sold. What what works for me. Um, I, because I can tell you right now, I'm not a good salesman. But when I go to a customer's house and I listen, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, the EQ, thank you, Choice Center, um, I listen. I listen way more now to the problems. I ask questions. I ask questions. I get deeper and deeper until I find out exactly what they really want. And so we provide a free inspection. So when they call us, they're like, we have this specific problem. Can you give us a quote? We're like, we don't. Give quotes over the phone, but we'll be happy to give you a free inspection. And then afterwards, we can tell you exactly what you're having issues with. I mean, where you're having issues with, some stuff that you haven't even been aware of, what we can do for you, a plan that we have for you, a one-time service. So we have options. We have to give people options. And so listening helps. And when you're out there and we do an inspection and we find out exactly what's going on and even stuff that they've never even thought of, entry points they never even thought of, noises, etc., and we just display it to them. Um, and it, sh- it shows exactly what we our intentions are. So once they have that sold, they're like, you listened, you gave me multiple prices, and you really care, and you're not a contract. So sold. So, but let me ask you, you said you're not a good salesman, mm. yet every single thing you described describes what a good salesperson does. Like, are you afraid to be called a salesperson or... Is it, it, do you think it just has a negative stigma? Because, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to sales, that's what it's about. 
I guess what I'm trying to say is my intention is not a salesman mentality. Like the cliche salesman, like, oh, car salesman. Oh, you got to buy this. You got to buy that. I don't tell. I give them options. So my mentality is mostly to help, not to sell. It's the mental, my mental state. So that's why I, maybe that's why I say I'm not a salesman because my state of mind and the way I'm, I am right now, the way my intentions are, is to help. So I'm going to recommend a book to you. It's called, uh, I think it's called Zig Ziglar on Selling. You ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Uh-uh. You're going to like that book because he'll tell you, first of all, he's fast paced, okay. right? Uh, one of the greatest salesmen in the world. Wow. But he's going to tell you right off the bat, sales is not about just getting somebody to close. It's not about closing. You genuinely have a passion and you honestly believe in your product. You have 100% believe in your product mm-hmm. so much that when you're hearing people's problems, you know that your product can help solve their problem. Right. That's it. And because you do that really, really well. You're going to sell. Well, makes sense. Right? If I can jump in here also, then this is just something that I've learned for myself. Uh, I think that I'm a lot like you where I listen and I care and don't necessarily consider myself a good salesperson, but I've been accused multiple times. I'm all heart, right? right? And that's what I see in you, and that's a strength. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and you have that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and all, when I when I speak, it's it's something that I don't think I don't script, especially lately. It's just when I came in here, I didn't know it. You know, my first podcast, I was I didn't think of anything. I'm just like, let's go, gonna figure it out. Yeah, natural, yeah. right from the heart. Well, that's because again. What's in your heart is what you're doing. Like you built this company. You said it earlier. You know, you're your business. Your business is you. Yeah. Right. So you already know what you're going to say. It's already there. The only difference is what question am I going to ask you? If I went specific, I'm like, hey, dude, I got a big rat in my garage. I saw a nest. How do I handle that? Mm. You would have an answer for that. Oh, easy. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of the that's that's the whole purpose of that. Right. That's you already have that information there. The difference is what is it that your customer wants? Right. Right. If you can figure that out, if you can figure out, you know, they're thinking, you know, she's thinking it's rats or whatever. But you you're seeing no man. your problem is crickets. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But you can see, you can, you can continuously ask those questions to get to the root of the problem and you're have, you have the solution. You don't need a script because it is who you are. Right. And, and you know what helps out too? It's, you know, cause I do, I follow a lot of like rontologists and anthropologists and I read a lot of books. Um, I'm taking a course at Purdue university. Um, and I, I tend to really follow education a lot, you know, anatomy, um, reproductive cycles, um, uh, identification, because sometimes you see a specific type of bug and you think, okay, that's it. But if you really look closely, there's different types of bugs that have different characteristics and different habits. So misidentification, it's really bad because if you're the type of guy that are, that use a lot of like uh, products or in other words, chemicals, a misapplication could cost a lot it can make matters even worse so identification is is a really big thing 
Um, so see, I'm gonna go back to that whole social media thing. Yeah. Anytime, this is what I tell my students all the time. I'm like, you think you've learned something mm-hmm. until you try to teach it to somebody. Mm. It, you don't know what you don't know until you try to teach it to somebody. So here's what I recommend for you. I mean, you already have. If if you implement the GoPro thing, yeah, that's gonna be clickbait for sure. Hey, clickbait, <laughs> right? So that's gonna be clickbait for that sure. That's good. That right. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna click on those because they want to see the stuff that you see. A. But the information that you provide is much more important. Like. If you were, there's these little, or I should say, in the summer, there's those big ass, they look like mosquitoes, but they're not mosquitoes, right? And so people are always asking, like, what the heck are these things? And they're like, they freak you out. They're pretty big bugs. Crane flies. There you go. See? But if you were to come on and say, look, you see these guys? This is what they are. This is how you get rid of them. This is how they reproduce. This is the best place. Like, you're providing that information yeah. and you're teaching somebody. You're emphasizing what you've already learned in class right. and now you're emphasizing it and really teaching it. Once you can teach it to people, you really do know it. That's when you internalize it. Yeah, and that's where like the, the confidence comes in as well. Mm-hmm. That's the boost. You know, that once you get that confidence, you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because um, one of the things I've, I've said before, it's, you know, I teach math and, and it's not really about the one plus one equals two. Right. That's great. But what I really like to see is when I give you a piece of information and it clicks in your head like, I'm going to do that. Like that life changing click moment. Oh, yeah. That is what I thrive on. Yeah. Like that's really what I that's the aha moments that I love to have. Yeah. Like when we we're sitting down at the beach and I was like, dude, this is what you should do on your social media feed. Yeah. And I saw it. I saw the click in your eyes like. That's a good idea, right? <laughs> that is what those are the moments that I that I love, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the stuff that that really pushes me. You can have that same feeling with all of your audience and all your existing clients. Yeah, I know. I mean, imagine every single client that you have, right? They're going to be following you. And you're also providing them information. This is what I learned at this place. By the way, the best way to maintain your sec- your place like this so that you don't have to call this back so often, right. this is what you should do. Will most people do that? Probably not. No. So they're going to hit you up again. But at least they're going to be like, I know you told me I should have done this. <laughs> I didn't. But can you help me out again? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're providing them that information consistently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, um we we're, we tend to not, as of late, we've been getting more like ants, like people are invaded with ants. Oh, yeah. And right now I've been noticing a lot. They call them big headed ants. They're, di- they're different types of sizes um, and their immune system is uh, very, very strong and they reproduce very quickly and they tend to nest inside the house. They tend to have mounds and they're very persistent and very aggressive. And so right now we're having issues with that, but we tend, we get to revitalize methods of treatment so you know baiting is di- different types of bait of accepting it some some ants they don't accept specific type of bait so you have to use different types of bait um you have to use certain type of pyrethroids you have to use certain type of granules um you have to use dust in between the walls like you get to do all of that so we get to explore it, different methods because your argentine ant that you see every day yeah you can use a non-repellent around the foundation or specific areas where they're nesting at but there's certain ants that that's it's not going to work. That's why I'm talking about misidentification. Some people are like ants use this spray. We call them spray jockeys, guys that are out there just spraying your house, and that's it. But it makes the customer feel better. It doesn't actually solve the customer's problem. No, and a lot of times those guys get away because they have built that relationship. So again, because they see them consistent. Sometimes companies have one specific technician in certain specific areas. And so they, the customer already gets used to that same person coming over and over. And they have a personality talk and everything. But are they really taking care of that problem for them? 
not their intention is to literally just talk and leave they're not healing the wound they're mm-hmm. just putting a band-aid there's little yeah band-aids that's all they do band-aids band-aids and band-aids see and this is this is where for for me if i with my instagram that's what i would be putting stuff like that yeah. and be like look is your guy coming in regularly he shouldn't have to yeah this is how you solve the problem exactly Exactly. Inspection. Oh, yeah, because you're going to put yourself out of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people still like consistency. They still, even though you solve their problem, they're forever grateful. They're like, I have this lady in Chula Vista. She went through like five different companies and then she went with us and she was very, um, she's very eccentric, first of all. And then second of all, she was uh, very weary. She, didn't, she had a very trust issues because people have done her dirty around her own life and now pest control has done her that way too but she had an infestation of rats inside her house i mean they were from inside they were nesting inside the couches you see them running around the walls i mean around the uh, the, the foundation around the inside they're nesting in the walls you see them outside when you see rats during the daytime that means there's an overpopulation there's nowhere to nest so they're just running around now and so what we came up with it we did an inspection for her um we fixed we, we recommended a garage guy which he fixed a garage i recommended a buddy of mine from um calco's building and repairs he's a licensed contractor that guy is amazing his name is noe marquina he is amazing i used to be a pest control guy so he does like rodent proofing he sees both sides yes man i mean this guy is i i he is I, he's like my, my guru <laughs> um and so he, i brought him out there he was able to close stuff up and then so we implemented what we call a pre they call pre-baiting where you manipulate the traps to thinking that it's set but it's really not and then you put an attractant in there and we usually like to use slim gym because there's a lot of fat and it's, it has a strong smell um so what they do is rats are very intelligent so what they'll some well, they're, they're alpha rats and then the juvenile rats that so they're barely learning they don't know much so if they have already nested and 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 uh we're growing up in that specific environment they don't have any life experience so they're more more gullible but what you do is you set the trap right and you manipulate it to think that it's that it's set and so what the rats do and then i have cameras too they call them game cameras we put game cameras so what they do you'll see sometimes bigger alpha rats they'll get up on two they'll look at the the juveniles and the juveniles will go and they'll go at it right away then you see the big rats push them out the way and get it there's times where you see rats get like sticks and throw it or push it and do crazy stuff so when you pre-bait it and you look at that you look at behavior because they're very intelligent they're adaptable creatures um, and they're also uh, uh, neophobic. So anything that's new, they're really scared of that stuff. So they tend to do that. So we pre-bay, pre-bay until we see that the rat is literally just going for it without having to m- try to see if it gets triggered. Because it knows that that's good food. Exactly. So now when we see that, we're like, okay, it's time to set it. So when we set it, it goes right to him. Boink. Gets him. And we want to get the alphas, the alpha male, alpha female, because those are the ones that have the life experience. Those are the ones that are going to keep reproducing. You know, those are the ones that are going to um, manipulate the whole surroundings. And those are the ones that I've, I've done restaurants before where it's, it's, it has taken me months to get one rat because they have really good muscle memory and they will know that place better than you. Even though you've been there for years, they'll know it better than you. They'll manip- They will move away from the traps. They will just go for specific foods. They'll go for condensation behind the refrigerator. Um, they'll go for water. Um, they go for any grease or anything like that. Sometimes when restaurants are very unsanitary, um, that's haven for them. Even though you leave the door open and you're scaring it, they won't run out because they know that this consistency. So it's it's very it's difficult. Crazy dude, it reminds me of like Ratatouille, dude. Yeah. they're they're smart. Yeah, 
I wish I wish they can cook like one. Like it's too, <laughs> I'll eat it. Then you might keep them around. Yeah, I'm like, okay, okay, you're worth keeping there, buddy. <laughs> you bring value, you can stay. Yeah, man, I have so many stories like of nightmares, like uh, pest nightmares from roaches to rodents to moths to ants. I mean, you name it. I, I, I've been there, done that. This bed is, bugs, bed this bugs. This is a perfect time. I want you to tell the camera, because you're going to start putting stuff on your Instagram, right? <laughs> so I want you to tell the camera real quick. I know this is out of order. We still have to do the, the Ask the Bros. But tell the camera how they can get a hold of you. And you got your Instagram right there. Tell them what you're going to be posting on there. So for anybody that's watching, you're going to be seeing me with GoPro crawl, inside crawl spaces. If you ever wondered what's in the crawl space, don't worry. I'll, uh, you'll be able to see it through my lens. Um, you're going to see most of everything that you wanted to see or you didn't want to see, but <laughs> the back of your mind, you're like, you I, I want to see it, but I don't. Okay. Just a little peek. <laughs> so I'll give you that little peek. Um, so to find me, it's uh calcospestmanagement.com. Um, you can also find me on, on Instagram on Calcos Pest. We also have a Facebook account. Um, you can find me on Michael Keith on, uh, on, uh, Twitter. Um, and then we also have a Yelp account. We're not very active on that. We have a Thumbtack. We have Home Advisor. Um, you can call me directly. You can call my partner Joey. I mean, we have many ways for you guys to get a hold of us. So, and you guys are gonna see a lot more of what goes on in my day to day life as far as man versus the other pest. The other <laughs> <laughs> I say other pest is another com a company that's called that. So I say other pest. Um, so yeah. So stay tuned, people. Boom. And we're gonna we're gonna help them step up on their social media game. So just stay tuned. They're gonna, I mean, stay tuned to their Instagram. Follow them right now. Go out there and click on that because we're gonna get some clean footage. You're gonna be like, oh, share, <laughs> share. <laughs> I, I need your help. Oh, share. <laughs> help me out. Look, I saw this. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's do the uh, ask the bros section. So feel free to ask James or myself. Uh, any question like business personal whatever so uh, how because I, I i do follow you guys and you have a very positive outlook and a very eccentric uh, way of speaking and, re and and you know just compared to just your general your general peeps do you read a lot of books what do you do to 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 empower yourself so yeah um first of all yes we read a ton of books um Mostly on audio these days because you got to driving around. It's just plain. I got to just continuously listen um, when I'm running at the gym. But honestly, honestly, uh, I got to give most of the credit for our optimistic point of view to our, to our parents. Okay. Like our parents have, are some of the most loving, positive people. Like it's funny because uh, we, we call ourselves the, the fruity pebbles because okay. <laughs> for the longest time, for the longest time, like we would always go to the store and go to the cereal box and we'd always get fruity pebbles. Right. And we thought yeah, everybody eats fruity pebbles and we found out that almost everybody else eats cocoa pebbles <laughs> everybody likes the cocoa pebbles and we're the weird ones yeah. my parents are like the brady bunch family like they don't smoke they don't drink they don't cuss like always happy perfect people like if, if perfect existed that's like close as they would be nice. and they've always had an optimistic look in life so i think it started there and then once we decided that we wanted to be positive people going forward like everything we read is like how do you get better how do you get better how do you get better like do do bad things happen in the world? Absolutely, they do. Of course. But you can dwell on them or you can take it as a learning experience and try to push forward from there. Right. And, and and me personally, um, you know, that's that's my point of view is I'm always going to try to push forward from there. I accept, acknowledge the things that happen in a negative sense, but I can't control them. Right. So I push past them. So 
I have one more question, another question for you. So what's your guys' vision in five years? Ooh, vision in five years. You want to go with that one? No, actually, I want to because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly okay. All right, I'll, 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 I'll go with it. Um, so there's a lot of things that I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm literally working on what I call my vivid vision uh, right now. It's something that I read uh, that was provided to me f- by a mastermind group that I'm a part of called Junto. Oh. Um, so the vivid vision is a three-year plan, and it's literally looking at your business and uh, planning out what it's going to look like three years from now, how many employees you're going to have, what your actual uh, top-line revenue is, uh, what does it look like, like all the way through top to bottom, every detail, right? Not so much asking how you're going to get there, just what does it look like? And so it, it's something that I'm still working on. Yeah. Um, but essentially what I envision for my company is uh, the Uber of insurance where we have so many agents and such a clean system that everybody knows an insurance guy. And he might be your next door neighbor. She might be your Uber driver also, right? You do Uber and you do insurance and you do all this stuff and we make it so easy for uh, agents to represent us, to represent our company and to sell insurance that it's just, boom, piece of cake. That's all they want to do. As far as personal life goes and all of that, I have my eye on a particular building uh, directly across the street from Balboa Park called The Park. (laughs) Um, And I want to live there. You can actually, I found out the other day, you can see it from this window. Right. So if you look, if you look really hard through uh, some binoculars, you can you can see it through the window. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's that's a really really deep question for me, and like I get I get into it. Right. And, and the, the reason why I ask because those questions I wasn't able to answer it at one point. Yeah. And because, like you said, it's a very deep question, and that me to me it was like, where do I see myself in five years? But because I've got out of my comfort zone and I was able to really see my vision instead of thinking what I wanted, but knowing what I wanted really helped out to my vision to be completely clear of what to me has value. Mm-hmm. What is value to me? Is value money? Is value what Ooh. people think of me? Is value a car? But what is truly what value is? And so thanks to the EQ program that I that I took a part of which i encourage you guys to even we'll have this conversation later about that it really really helped give me the tools to make my decision with my heart instead of my mask to know exactly what true value is Mm. and so my vision now is to is happiness and prosperity you know and that and that and that goes along the lines of my business and everything that i love dearly Mm -hmm. um and so I know what my vision is and I'm going to obtain it because I have goals. I have people that support me. You know, I have people that hold me accountable. I have to hold myself accountable and I have to be responsible for stuff that I'm in control of that I made a mistake on and responsibility and accountability. And so my vision is completely clear. And so I always ask, what's your vision? Because I want to support your vision. Yeah, no, 100%. For me, um, I've been working on my own 
long-term vision for a personal thing um because i know financially where i want to be it's, my financial is pretty basic i want to pay off my house yeah and um that's sim- oh and i want to finish my backyard simply put that's that's all i personally need financially do i want more of course i want more but as as for me that's all i need now as far as like my purpose in this in this world like my my vision of where i want to be i want when when i pass away i want to have ten thousand people at my funeral yeah that means i've made mm. an impact in that many lives so one of the one of the uh influencers that i follow is gary v mm. right and i love listening to gary v for two reasons one is um he thinks and says a lot of the things in the way the way I think. I just didn't always say them. I said them to people in my own private world, and they would always say, "Dude, you're an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I would get that a lot in my own little group, right. but I never really had the courage to say those types of things in public. And so when I heard him come out, I was like, "That's what I'm thinking. That's exactly how I say it. Like I I say that all the time." And they're simple answers because the answers to a lot of things in life are very simple. Um, so I want to get to the point where. Uh, in five years, you know, we're talking about, yeah. I want to get to a point in five years where when people see me, they have a question yeah, and I can provide them an answer that is valuable. Right. And, and so if I can get to that point, then I'll, I'll reach my goal of having 10,000 people at my funeral right. because I've, I've, I've shared enough information consistently on a regular basis that has been helpful. That has been of value. Right. That's, that's powerful. That's right there. That's, that's like legacy. It's legend. It's like you have made an impact so much that people will always remember you mm-hmm. that's crazy that's the goal yeah that's, right? a, that's an awesome goal have you discovered your why um no <laughs> i just did like i'm telling you like honestly because I, I i would function where i knew i wanted to get things done yeah but again that's like a ship leaving the harbor without a destination right so i had to try to figure out my why and i finally nailed it down for me it's it's i want to help you become a better you yeah so you find purpose and happiness, right? Right, and so um, and become a better you is B A B Y. So I want to <laughs> help you, baby. Right, that's, that's how it comes down to. You. Right, so, baby. Right, so that that's that's my why. I want to help you become a better you, and I do that every single day. Whether it's meeting people in person, where we, like we sat at the beach, whether it's meeting guests on the podcast, whether it's in the classroom with my students, that's what I want to do. I want to help you become a better you. I want to listen to your story. And then if there's something that I can bring of value, I'll drop in my two cents and share it with you. And hopefully it, it clicks and it's something that helps you out. And if it doesn't, well, you know, at least we got set, we got to meet and sit down and listen to right. each other, right? right? So that's what I love to do. And hopefully, like I said, I get to the point where I do that every single day, one person at a time, right. one guest at a time, one student at a time. And then before you know it, like everywhere I go, people want that just to, you know, listen to me. Right. And Everybody wants to be heard. Yeah, of course. And then even though like you may think that someone might not be listening to you, subconsciously they are because they're words they probably haven't heard. Like some people don't even have I remember I was I was spraying I was uh doing press control at a house and that guy was telling me like, Oh, I don't like killing bugs and I'm like, Oh, this is a preventative measure I just kinda give him a rundown on what I do and what my intentions are and then along the lines of like he was talking about self-worth i'm like dude you're worth every single cent of everything your your being is a powerful being and you're worth every penny you're worth you're worth you loving yourself and he's like dang i had no one said that to me hmm. and i would i gave him that inspiration he needed well 
I gave him the tools, you know, I asked him questions and made him realize that, dang, I do, I am powerful. I'm like, hell yeah, you well, are, bro. This is why sharing to yeah. me is so important, right? Yeah. Like, I, I am a sponge when it comes to information. I take in a lot of stuff and I and I say a lot of things. My wife always makes fun of me. She's like, you heard that in a movie or you heard that in a book. And that's true, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I don't think I have an original thought in my head. Right. But the difference is... I know when I'm going to say it. I know like a situation presents itself and I have the perfect line for it. I know exactly what to say in that per- in that moment. Like right. it comes to me that way. Right. And and for a long time I thought, "Ah, oh, that's whack. Like that's cliché." Yeah. But uh Jose, Visionary Media, shout out to you. Um he's got a coach and I was listening to his coach's YouTube stuff and one of the things he said was um it's not it's not you need to keep saying your message when you say it because yeah. the person who hears it and it clicks for them mm-hmm. they may have heard it before but maybe you were the messenger that needed they needed to hear it from yeah. so it's like with my wife i tell her don't do that you should do this you should do this you should do this but because it's me telling her she's never going to listen but then somebody else tells her the same exact advice and all of a sudden it clicks for her because that person was the messenger that needed to make the message right and so you know just speak your truth be who you are yeah. even if it's a combination of everybody who you've come across everything you've learned every book you read that becomes you right share that message yeah. and the person who needs to hear it is going to hear it at that moment yeah and then your intention is everything you know you your intentions your passion comes out behind them they're like dang i never heard it like that yeah you say it with such raw passion and so that's, I think that's why uh, my business, uh, my, my mind and my partner's business is so good because our passion is like, you can feel it. They're like, dang, you guys are like, you, not only you were spending hours there, you're, it's a free inspection. And like, the other guy never told me that or this never happened. And so, um, yeah, so it, it's the passion behind it that people actually see. And so when you're talking about you tell somebody that, and you repeat it. It doesn't matter if you repeat it. Because this right here was taught by me. That I, I had the tools to obtain uh, this type of like way of thinking. But this was taught by me. I have plenty of coaches. Right now, I have through my to a choice center, I have plenty of coaches. I have plenty of teammates that hold me accountable. So that that right there is is a mimic of what they have taught me. Mm-hmm. I'm just mimicking what and they said. And it's something that was taught to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a chain. It's a chain. It's you a just ch- gotta pass. Pay it forward. Yeah. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Man, that was a good show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks for coming <laughs> out, Michael. Hey, thank you guys. Ladies and gents, quick reminder: 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have new shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate some cash, hit James up six one nine eight eight four zero zero four five or James at csfirst.com. By the way, he does insurance. So if you guys need to add insurance into your particular line of business, maybe you have a business you need some commercial insurance for, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And don't forget to visit dronequotes.net. Remember, you don't want to be sold when you're buying solar, but you do need to buy. So let Drone Quotes be the one who gives you all the quotes. Nobody gets on your roof. No sit down with a bunch of uh, five, six different presentations to get quotes. Make it simple. Dronequotes.net backslash bizbros. That's B-I-Z-B-R-O-S and get yours today. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Links in the comments. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.